0: Let's check a particular scripture, and we take our conversation from that scripture. We start with that scripture. It's going to be a very quick one. Um. All right, praise God. Another bad news, another bad news. Sunday morning but the joy of the Lord is my strength. I rejoice in Jesus. I'm not fighting anybody. I'm walking in love. My heart is free. I'm not going to say anything about anything
1: anymore.
0: Life is beautiful. Ecclesiastes 9.11. Let's start from there. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding. Praise God. Um nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. Under the sun. It was good before, I don't know what happened. Now. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. The wise man said that he returned and um, he saw. You see, now this statement is a statement born out of very serious revelation. Are we together here? it was it's born out of some kind of uh, some kind of enlightenment the man says I returned and then what I found out is that the race is not to the swift now we we, we, we take the scripture we, we enjoy it but many times we don't really look, into it because sometimes because you believe the Bible, it's just where is the Bible? The Bible says things some are right, some are not right. It's just the Bible. Let's respect it. It's God's word. You see, but well really, practically speaking, who wins the race? Huh? the swift. Now, who wins the battle? The stronger And then who gets the bread? Huh? I can't hear you. The what about who gets the riches? I of not understand it. Who gets favored? Who gets jobs? But as, as as obvious as this fact is, the pretty man and the wise man is bringing a counter position and is saying it's not so. The man says it's not so. It appears so, but he is bringing a counter position. He says, friends, I've found out that even though it appears like the race is to the swift, the race is not actually to the swift. The battle is not the strong. And sometimes the question perhaps we should we should think about is Is it because the man is strong that he won the battle? Or he won the battle and then we turned him strong? Are we together here? Because if we say that the man of understanding gets the riches, is it that they got the riches and that we now said if he got the riches, then he's a man of understanding? Or he got the riches because he's a man of understanding? You know, when you have become successful, you find it easy to give principles. I sent a very funny video to my wife about a lady who just got engaged to a guy and then she started giving her other friend advice on relationships. And then the friend was like, It's just two weeks now. Why Sometimes when things are working, we begin to roll out principles. Are we together friends? But the truth is we have seen people with understanding who don't have riches. I have seen the strong lose battles. So the, the, the preacher says that he has found out that these person winning the battle and looking strong and looking swift. There is something behind the scene. It says behind the scene is not swiftness and is not strength. That what was accurately appropriated is time and chance. Are we together here? And so hold that thought because I will just quickly reel out. Um, some things now, but before I do that, let me compare this with another thought from a fantastic man, an, an unbelievable man. His name is Apostle Paul. Let's check Apostle Paul out and let's see how Apostle Paul stated some very important things. Glory be to God. In the book of Second Corinthians chapter 11, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, or let's start from chapter 12, we'll go back to chapter 11. Chapter 12 from verse 11. Now, in this particular book, Paul was doing a lot of things to the Corinthian church. It was like, it, that, that book is so robust. The first thing is that it was they had gone into some heretic um, postures. He needed to deal with that. They had also refused to grow. He needed to deal with that. And there were too many things in there to do. It's such a rich book that has a lot of solutions, provides a lot of solutions to church issues, to an apostolic community. And um, another issue he had was the issue of um, other apostles gaining some kind of relevance over the church that he planted. Are we together, friends? I mean, over the church, let me put a better word, over the church that he fathers. And then a lot of other apostles that come in into play, and those apostles were like big boys like they were almost pushing Paul out are <laughs> we together here and um, Paul was like trying to let the people know <laughs> you guys are my kids I founded you guys i like you those guys are just the best they can be as instructors I'm your father and then he kept on. You know, you see, because, all right, let me not even go there. And so that's like a lot of things he was grappling with in this fantastic um, treatise, if you would allow me to call it that. But I think it's it's more than that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, in this particular place, he began to talk about his apostleship. You see, because he just needed to prove. In fact, he did that for about two or three chapters in this particular book. Now in verse 11 it says, I become a fool in glorifying. ye; have compelled me. I ought to have been commended of you. For in nothing I am behind the very chiefest apostles. Do I be nothing. Truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you all. Among you in all patience. In signs... And wonders and what a mighty deed. Somebody says the signs of the apostle. For what is, now, you see the signs of the apostle talks about the proof of an apostle. Now you see the proof of an apostle, you can't, if you're not an apostle, you won't have it. It takes the anointing to have it. You get the point. now. It takes the working of the spirit for you to have, you can't force it. And, and that's what the anointing does. The anointing does for you what you can do for yourself. The anointing helps you to achieve divine task. You see, and all of us ought to operate under the anointing. Every child of God is not just for those who are called into the fivefold. Every child of God ought to function in the anointing. Every child of God ought to manifest A divine purpose. Are we together here? There has to be a sign that you came from God. Am I preaching now? And so Paul began to talk about how the signs of the apostles were at work in his life. And and then he began to mention them. And nice signs. We talk about uh, miracles and signs and wonders and all those kind of stuff. But when you go to chapter 11... When we go to chapter 11 from, say, verse 16, in chapter 12, the earliest part of chapter 12, don't go there, he began to talk about visions and revelations that he has. But in in chapter 11 from verse 16, I say, then let no man think me a fool. If otherwise, yet as a fool receive me, that I may boast, that I may boast myself a little. That which I speak, I speak it not after the law, but as it were foolishly, in this confidence of boasting, seeing that many glory after the flesh, I will glory also. Like they have, they have pushed the mantle. to, is it? Our glory also. Praise God! You see, because there is nothing that breaks the heart of an apostle or. A father than when your children, you know, are going off course. And if they are going off course because they have honored another influence, they have put something else or someone else in a place that God did not put that thing. Am I preaching here? But that's not even my point today. So he began to, like, act foolishly. If ye for ye suffer fools glad- gladly, seeing ye yourselves are wise, you remember that song. <laughs> for ye suffer if a man bring ye into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself. If a man smites you on the face, like, like you guys are just crazy. That's what he's saying. If if a man had come and put you guys in bondage, if a man had come and made everything very strict and he behaved like an angel from the third heavens, you guys would have respected that kind of man. That's what he's saying here. I speak as concerning reproach, as though we had been weak. How be it? Wherein soever any is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. Now, Paul didn't like what he was doing here, but it was almost as if he had to do it. I am more. They do ministers. (laughs) I am more in labors praise god in what libos. in labors more abundant somebody scream more abundant more abundant in stripes now don't forget that in chapter 12 when he began to mention the signs of apostles he mentioned signs and wonders now in chapter 11, this was the first sign of the apostles mentioning here. What are the signs of the apostles? labors labor. More abundant. abundant. In stripes above measure. In prisons. <laughs> more frequent. In debts. Often. <laughs> Paul is saying I've died severally because of this of this work. Of the Jews, five times received I, 40 stripes. Save one. Please let's do new K- KJV. Let's not stress ourselves. This, this grammar can make somebody. For the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Why can't they just put 39 <laughs> To, <laughs> the next verse. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. Now, are you thinking about that? Like, <laughs> 24 hours, Paul is saying that I was underwater. Now, these are the signs that Paul was anointed to be an apostle. So today we are talking about. (laughs) Today I want to talk to you about what? Signs that you are what?
1: Are
0: you excited? I I can't hear you. Your excitement has dropped me. Are you excited that you are anointed? So let me now begin to reel out those signs. And go back to this scripture, um, go back to the beginning of this scripture that we just read. When you are anointed, one of the things you will notice is that you will be allocated more task than the rest of the people. When you carry an anointing, you'll be allocated more what? More Because some of you are, 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 whenever you think of your anointing, you are thinking of your manifestation. Don't think about the anointing that way. I want you to think about the, the operation of the anointing. The nature of the carrier of the anointing. For you to for you to step into the manifestation of the anointing, you must perfect the nature of it, the carriers of it. Now you see, Paul was more is more legitimate than the others. Now the others hinged their legitimacy on their manifestations. Am I pretty here? I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. But Paul hinged his own manifestation on behavior, not on doing. So I want you to see some of the, and what I mean anoint, see, don't think only church. Think life. Yes. Think your office right now. Yes. When you are anointed, when God has put an anointing upon you, one of the things you will notice is that you'll be given more tasks than the rest. Now some of you, whenever you are given more tasks than the rest, you interrupt, you inter, interpret it as injustice. Yes. And you don't know that it's your anointing. is the is the is the experience of the anointed more task more what task. more task more task it will look as if everybody hates you an example of this is david david had more task Listen, in the day where the prophet was going to visit the family, it's meant to be like a type of feast where everybody should be chilled and receive the prophet. Friends, they told David to still go watch the sheep. And they forgot him there. Unfair, but anointed. Yes, sir. When you're anointed, your boss will not like you closing early. Is the anointing? All right, everybody has gone quiet. Is the anointing? When you are anointed, you will be given more things to do. Why? Because you are not being prepared for what you, for what you are currently doing. You are prepared for what you will eventually do. The others are treated generally because they are just doing, working for now. But God is preparing you for destiny. Yes, sir. And if God's preparing for destiny, he will stretch you longer yes. than the rest. The more tasks will be allocated to you if you're anointed like David. And so you have to change how you think and how you see it. And just understand that it's your anointing. You so when you're anointed, you'll have more opportunities for humility. Opportunities for humility will happen two ways. Either you humble yourself or you are humiliated. Both God uses for those who are anointed. Why? Because the anointing is for a super task. That shall be executed in days ahead or years ahead. And God wants you to be prepared for it. And so those who are anointed don't have normal life routines. Yes. If you want a normal life routine, you are going to have an ordinary life.
1: Yes,
0: the anointing, course, brings necessity for stretching. Yes. Am I making sense here? Yes. Now, because if you don't understand these things, in the place where God is... is is making you, you think you are going to win. Are you together with me? See, things are not going to get easier. You just have to grow in grace. Things are not going to get easier. If you still want to fulfill destiny, it's not going to get easier. You just have to grow in grace and expand capacity. Yes, I, uh... Ability to do more and to take more. So there's going to be opportunity. Why, 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 why do you need opportunity for, for, for humility? Because God prefers humility than humiliation. You see when when you are when when you humble yourself you see it is the holy spirit in charge of it but when you are humiliated is is satan helping god do it yeah god will still use it but he, he wishes not to go that way but if that's the only way you allow him then he will do it anyways opportunities why why is that important because except a, wheat, uh, a seed of corn falls down and dies, it abides alone. So God will always create opportunities for you to be humble. Now, when, when those opportunities come, you had better embrace it with grace. There will be opportunity for you for humility. Various opportunities for humility. One of the opportunities of humility you would you would experience before the manifestation of your anointing is lack of recognition of work done. The work that you do will exp- you go through a phase where it's not recognized. Everybody will look as if they do not know you are doing something. That's very humbling, right? Yeah. And then you want to scream that. Ah, 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 ah. Now, if you do that at the wrong time, you jeopardize the future. But friends, it's all adding up. Because one day you're going to face Goliath. And you're going to say, I know nobody healed me for killing the lion, but I did. And nobody healed me. Listen, David didn't have to kill Goliath to get that recognition. Because to kill a lion is as difficult as killing Goliath In fact, killing a lion is more difficult than killing Goliath. If you know, if you see a lion in a way where you can't run, you know, it, it is the kindness of God to let you die before the lion attacks. You, you know, it's, <laughs> you just, it's better to die than the lion kills you. Yeah. The Father, please can you, let me just be. Like, how, how do you how do you kill a lion? And, and the something that we are healing up as a, as a judge, one of the one of the works that something did by the Spirit of God. Was that he killed a lion. It was so it's not like in those days they used to kill lion. No, in those days they don't kill lions. <laughs> it took the spirit of might might for something to take out a lion and it was worthy of documentation. Am I preaching here? But friends, David killed a lion and nobody was talking about it. So, when you are anointed, you are going to go through a season where nobody will talk about what you have done. Why? Because your time of manifestation is not now. Yes, sir. And so you you, you, you should cycle the process. If you are too carried away and you are fighting for recognition, let me say this to you: No, no demon, no devil, no man can stop the star that God wants to shine. No devil anywhere. <laughs> no, de- When God is ready to cause your star to shine, no demon, no man, that man has not been created that will stop a star that God has said it's time for this particular star to now shine. doesn't exist. Are my friends here? You see, because some of us fight contrary. You are you are you are angry, but what you are fighting is your anointing. Wow. Now you think you are fighting your boss, but you are fighting yourself. Hey. Am I preaching here? Yes, sir. You think you are fighting your boss. Fighting, you think you are working in that place, but God sees that place as preparation for IMF. Hey. And then, if you are going to work in IMF, God would be training you as IMF in that venture, that local hey. venture. And then you think this is too much. It's too much for where you are. But it's enough for where you are going. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. So God is looking at where you are going. And then he begins to train you for that. And then you are fighting. I no, no, don't fight. Allow it. Are you angry already? No. Opportunity for humility. When you're anointed, you are going to be held by stricter rules. Rules that don't apply to people that you look at like colleagues and you're like, ah, you you did small, they hammered you plenty. The other person even did more than you and you are wondering, ah. It's because to him much is given. Much Much is expected. So when you carry that anointing, there's going to be, listen friends, do you know that Moses was not allowed to enter the promised land because he used stick to hit a rock when he could have just spoken to the rock. And that was enough to stop him. But friends, the other people did not see the glory of God like Moses saw it. So if he's ordained to see glory, then he must know how not to strike Others can, can strike, others can stone rock because God has no plan for them to be in the glory. But if God has planned glory for you, you have to be more careful. So the rules are stricter because the destiny is bigger. I don't, I don't, God doesn't want us. You see, because why am I speaking this way? I'm speaking this way and I'm speaking to this church this way. Because you guys have a destiny... To do great things for Jesus. I tell you the truth. You have a destiny. All of you here, a lot of you here, would have your name and your works in disguise. What that means is that the globe will hear of you and hear of your works. Now, the reason for that is because it's an ordination. Am I preaching here? Yes, sir. What's it? An ordination. It's a calling. It's what it's it's what we represent. And my friends here, is yes, what we represent in the spirit. It's what the tribe has been assigned to do. What the tribe has been assigned to execute. It's not it's not that we're better. Is that we're chosen. Yes, and my friends here. Yes, sir. And so when you carry that that stuff on you. God will not allow what is aligned with everybody. Mm-hmm. So there's gonna be stricter rules. Somebody says stricter rules. stricter rules. See how long it took for David to be recognized. Like the man the the man was already killing lions and bears as a teenager, messing them, messing lions and bears up, and it was not the talk of the town. But when it was time for God to lift him up, Goliath came. And, friends, here, Goliath, can I preach here? Yeah. Goliath was not a spectacular tax for David. No. It was not, you see, David was not even moved by it. It it didn't look like something that, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. It didn't look like a new big task. So what's the point? What God will do for you is that, you see, you are already executing at the level of principle wise. You're already executing what you shall execute in the future. You're already doing it now. It's just that when you later do it and it becomes global, It's not because God chose to put light on it. It's not necessarily because you are doing something. (laughs) Listen, destiny is not going to shock you. For them, it was just simple. This this story is uncircumcised with this thing. Now, he didn't know that that day. He didn't go study that, hey, Goliath. No, God had already told him about all circumcised Philistines. And he has used that principle severally. It's just that he had not used it where everybody is there. Uh, are you together with me? Yes, sir. So, you, you see, and, and the beautiful thing is this. Can I preach here? Yes, sir. The beautiful thing about this is that God gives you a great victory. Can I preach here? Yes, sir. In a season... Where you will not feel the glory of that victory. Because right now you don't have capacity to feel it and remain sane. So it's the same victory. I tell you, it's the same victory. But God makes it, normalizes it. The same victory. Friends. Some people are going to hear the messages preached in this church, the Lose message, pick those messages, like, wow, wow. Am I, did you get the point? Out? It will be the same victory. You see, some people are going to sell records that they have recorded maybe some five, ten years ago and just recorded, and somebody hears the record and the record blows goop, and this record is not really a new record. It's the same victory. The same victory. God will cause you to execute it in a small season. Why? Because he's still preparing you. And he knows that you cannot yet. Listen, by the time David took out Goliath, the people were already screaming, Saul killed a thousand. David killed a thousand. Now, if he got that too early... Would have gone to join the army? Yeah. And the person that's meant to kill Goliath is not meant to be in that army. Hey. You could have gone and joined the army. It was. <laughs> Are you together with me? Yeah. So God allows... Listen, listen, Destiny... Listen, listen. Don't forget what I told you, what I asked you to read. The first scripture. The first scripture says... The race is not to the swift. You are going to be swift, but that's not why you will win the race. Yeah. You are going to be, you are going to be smart. You are going to have understanding. You are going to have all of that, but that's not how. It's because you know how to appropriate time, and and chance. So it's those who know how to behave in those seasons. So this is the season I'm talking about. You must know how to behave in this season Now I'm tell let me say let me say this to you I'm telling you the exact things that you need to do that will keep you safe until the day of your manifestation I'm telling you the exact things I'm not speaking in Greek Hebrew I'm telling you the exact things I'm saying that your recognition is being intentionally delayed not by a demon, not by a spirit. as yes, the Lord allowing it so. Your boss is always on you, gives you more tax, it's because you're anointed. Yes, See, Paul told us, because I'm anointed, I went to prison severally. Yes, because I'm anointed, I took this amount of strokes. Because I'm anointed, it looked like the negative was happening to me. But I found out that as this, this was happening to me, I became better and better, sharper and sharper. Listen, he that is excused from the task yes. is not anointed.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, uh, excuse from the task, and never, never, never think smart. If you always know how to excuse yourself from the task, no, 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 you, you are losing the future. Yes. They're giving a tax. You remove your head. Yes. You remove your head again. Ah, ah, I don't escape. I don't escape where that party went. I go make i go make. I don't. I don't come I go make a. I go make a. And after a while, nobody calls you for anything. <laughs> you are not anointed. Yeah. If you are not a candidate of stress, a candidate of disturbance, no, you are not anointed. Now, this is the story of all the people doing great things. They always have a season where they were overloaded with work. Is this making any sense? Let me give you one last scripture so you can go home. I've changed and I'll preach short messages i I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm preparing to to, to plan a church in the UK and so I'm 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 practicing how to just you know speak nicely and just say, Wow, that guy is you know <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love this Jesus. I love him. You know, one of the reasons why I love him... One of the reasons why I love him is because he's 100% relevant. He has the accurate wisdom and template for how, how everything should be lived how everything should be used. And that's why I believe that all things were made by him. He's the the principle that makes things work. Jesus himself is the principle. If you apply him into a thing, the thing will work according to how God intended it to work. Yeah. So, it is time and chance. So, he's saying, I know that you guys are seeing swift people winning the race I know that you guys have seen people who are strong I know you. that's all everybody sees but I've gone behind the scene and I've found out that all these guys know how to appropriate time and chance they know how to appropriate time and chance so stop running away from hard work stop. Especially in the area where God has called you. Friends, the interpretation of dreams was not, the interpretation of dreams is not a new thing to Joseph. And the dream of Pharaoh was not the first dream that he interpreted. He interpreted a dream of an insignificant servant. Two of them. And guess what? He told one, remind the king that I can do this. Tell it out there where you go. Guess what? Delay the recognition for God. Why? Because only God determines when it's time. For God. Because God was not done with the training. So, Joseph had to go through the pain of being forgotten. It's part of the training. Yes, sir. And you're like, I'm here. I'm anointed. Are <laughs> ah, you a now. I'll see my walk. Ah! <laughs> everybody just laughing. it. everybody just laughing. I say, it. I say oh, God, be focused. Yes, yes,
1: sir. Be focused. Yes, sir.
0: Whatever season you are doing, whatever season you are in, give your best to it. Now, if you look at this Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes class class, 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 This one we're reading Ecclesiastes chapter nine. You know, I want you guys to really eat well this December because you're going to fast well January. Amazing. January. The person screaming the most when Laulu was preaching, she was upstairs eating rice. I'm telling you, eating rice. When I got into this church, I went to the studio. She was there with rice and egg and meat and everything. And I saw another person outside the door. And I asked the person, "Why are you doing? I said, I'm waiting. They wanted her to come out so she can go and eat. So they, they take turns. So don't be deceived by how people scream. (laughs) Praise God. We're going to really, we're going to fast and pray, January because I just feel like we just need to fortify. See how fast this year went. We just need to fortify ourselves, you know, and um, just determine how the year will go, how the year will end. I just have a good feeling that we are in for something great. You believe? Yes. Interesting, interesting, interesting. What's interesting in Spanish? is interesting. Tell the pastor, What did you say? Interesting. Interesting. Before the clap for you, let somebody check it for me. Now, now look at this, look at this. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Let's start from 9. I want to show you something before 11. Live joyfully with the wife whom, whom you love all the days of your vain life. (laughs) Now the point, praise God, the point he's trying to make is that the life is too short. It's too, it's too, it's too, just enjoy, don't, don't waste it. All your days of vanity, for that is your portion in life. And in the labor which you perform under the sun. So he's saying the first thing you should concern yourself is family. And the second thing is calling. Right, the life is vain. Focus on family. And family is always first. And by family is not is not man, wife, and necessarily children. It's first man and wife. Both of you when both of you are good, your children are covered. When both of you are not good, your children are dysfunctional. Yes, sir. The way to raise kids is to is to love yourselves and that that. Whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it with what your mind. Now, this is the man who, the thing he planned to say next. The thing he planned to say next is that the race is not to swift. the swift. The battle is not to the strong. That's what he planned to say next. If you are a do you assume that he say, uh, Why am I even stressing myself? <laughs> I'm I'm no more carrying weight. I'll go like that. I'll go and fight the guy. By the grace of God, I'll beat him. <laughs> now that's the man who's, who's about to say, the race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. Wow. Favor is not to the skilled. That is about to say that. And what he said before saying that is this, whatever you find your hands to do, do it with your might. might. You see, for there is no work or device, or knowledge, or wisdom in the grave where you are going. <laughs> yeah. Then he now says, I return under the sun. Right. I find out the race is not to the swift, the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor, to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them. But which one comes for time or chance? Time. Right. Now what are you meant to do with time? Mm-hmm. Verse 10. Mm-hmm. Verse 10. Yes, Whatever your hands find to do. So before the victory, before anything, that time, that insignificant time, make sure you are doing with all your might. That's what you use the time for. Not to be imagining daydreaming. Hey. And I'm be, because I did get mad. If you know get a why did you say you go? You follow me talk like that. You'll be a gitman for a long time. You are meant to be a gitman with all your might. That is what will lead to the opportunity or the chance. It's what you do with the time. Uh, I do that, you know, I to go. To follow me talk like that because I did. No. Oh. Never take for granted whatever season you are in, and never think you deserve better. Make the best of it. Joseph was the best of everything. Everywhere he was, he was the best. If you saw him designer clothes, he's the best in wearing it. That was what happened in his father's house that made them kill him. If you take him to Potiphar's house, he's the best. Take him to the prison, he collected class captain. Yeah, yeah he was class captain of prison. Yeah. Yeah. Not long, they made him leader. Yeah. If it was you, some of you would say, Ha, huh? me, prison. Me, we'll be seeing my body. I get co- coat of many color. <laughs> nah, don't give me this jersey, what I wear every day. Me, well, I get coat of many colors. Mm-hmm. I want the God, one day, God will tell my story. No, He's not going to do that is that you're going to be a prisoner and work hard in the prison as though that's your ordination all your life. Yes. Listen, you need to yes, work sir. so hard as if you have no plan for promotion. Yes. Yes. Yes, as, if you, as if there is no plan for promotion. Woo! But guess what? The God who promotes sees it. And when he lifts you, can I say this? When God lifts you to the place of ordination and place of glory, it will be so easy for you. Because you find out all the tasks there, you have done it here. Listen, it's, it's not the favor of God to promote you to a place where he knows that you don't have competence for. It's not favor. What does he do? He brings the competence of that season. So if you keep doing your work at the level that you are in, then you have disqualified yourself from the future that is ordained. You must do your work with all your might as though you are working for the Lord God Almighty. Up the game. Now all these things I'm teaching you is complete apostolic doctrine that we see in the writings of Paul. When Paul was writing letters to servants, he began to tell servants how to work. Now give me that scripture and I'll give you one more scripture to be good for the day. I will say I'm running off like twice and um, I'll round off. I need to say I'm round enough so that you can calm down. I put it in. I calm you down again. I said last. I, I just want everybody to be happy. It's a win-win for both of us. The win-win for both of us. Win-win for both of us. I love this Jesus, you know. I love him. I love him. I said she should give me a scripture. What scripture did I say she should give me? Ephesians. Efficiency. All right. Bond servants be obedient to those who are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, it's in sincerity of heart, as to Christ. Not with eye service, as men pleasers, but as born servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. All right. The next verse. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he's a slave or free. Praise God. Is there, is there another one? Colossians 3. Colossians three. Let's do Colossians three. Colossians 3 22. All right. You are blessed. Amen. But servants obey in all things your master according to Friend, not with eye service as men please us. See, that's something about the apostles. They can just repeat the same thing because they are operating in in set principles. It's what he says in Colossians, he says in Philippians. No, I'm a different person. You are not a different person. It's the same thing. It's the same truth. I'm different. My own personality, you know I'm Jupiter. I'm just a different kind of guy. It's the same thing. Listen, listen, don't, 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 don't trust the word of God to fit you. You fit into the word. Never see a scripture and say, I'm not this kind of person. (laughs) According to God, you are made in his image and his likeness. Not with eye service as men, pleasers, but in search of heart-fearing God. And whatsoever, whatsoever you do, how do you do it? Do it heartily. As what as to the Lord and not to men. That's the attitude to work. Even when you are doing, even when you are the slave level, not master level. Praise God. Now the the, the true the true correct genuine sincere finally. Galatians chapter 6, this is from the Lord, this is not man, this is the genuine one. Verse 6, I think we're actually going to 10, this is very genuine, no more scripture, the only scripture, any other scripture is just me in the flesh, I'm not in the spirit, this is the last one. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things, him who teaches, alright? Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will reap, will of the flesh reap corruption, he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Alright? Let us not grow weary while doing good. Listen. Now, why would he say, Let us not grow weary while doing good? It means that you must do good to a point where you are meant to be weary. Yes. So it's talking about if you are not yet feeling weary, you are not doing good. Yes. You must do good to a point where he's wearying you, then you now not get to the scripture. Ah, let's not grow weary, then grace will come in. So it's talking about the level of... Are we preaching here? It's talking about how God loves to Why does God love to stretch us? He loves to stretch us because... We have to be able to walk above our capacity... So that there can be need to infuse grace into you. You have to need grace. You have to need grace. Let us not grow weary... While doing good. For what? In what? In due season. season. Somebody say for. For. Say for. For. It means that there is a connection between doing good, not being worried about It's what opens a season called due season. In fact, the word due season means own. W-O-W-N. Your own season. So we have our own season where God has ordained for you. That's the word due actually. I checked it. It means your own season. In fact, it means your private season. It's like a customized, oh my goodness. It's a customized season. There's a season God has customized for you. And then the enemy wants you to be weary before that season comes. But no, you you are not going to be weary. I said you are not going to be weary. I said you are not going to be weary. I said you are not going to be weary. And it, it cuts across everything. Sometimes you are loving your husband or loving your wife. And then you are getting to that point of weariness. But you are not going to be weary. Amen. Sometimes it's your career. is what God has ordained. You know this is the industry God will have you be. But it's becoming frustrating. But you are not going to be weary. Amen. And guess what I see? I see that in due season you shall reap. Amen. I said you shall reap in due season. Amen. I encourage you, I say you shall reap in due season. You will reap in due season. You are going to be excited about the whole process eventually. You're going to be grateful. You are going to be thankful. You are going to you see some of you are going to say, I I really I thank God for the man I have turned out to become. I thank God for the kind of person I've turned out to become. You know why? Because all things work together for good to those who love God and who are the called according to his are you still anointed? Yes. God bless you. God bless you.